Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavors, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 116. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guests today are these New South Wales. The Melbourne-based punk band have had a stellar 2021, continuing their takeover of all forms of media, including podcasts, TV and music. In today's episode, we're speaking with Todd from the band about their What A Great Punk podcast, signing with Melbourne label Damaged and returning to gigs. Here we go. Our guest today is one quarter of punk band These New South Wales. Whether it's their self-titled mockumentary series on Comedy Central, their What A Great Punk podcast, or their recent signing with Melbourne label Damage, the band have continued to go from strength to strength in 2021. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Todd Andrews from These New South Wales. Hello, sir. Hello, Simon. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Very well. That's good to hear. Thank you for your time today. Pleasure. Now, I feel like when I was having a look at um, what to kind of discuss with you today for these New South Wales, that there's just quite like a high volume of topics that I really could um, bring up because you guys, I feel like although bands have been quiet over the pandemic, you guys have just been kind of killing it in every medium that you look at. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I think, um, <clears throat> I mean, we didn't really have an aim of like the pandemic's here so we better panic and pivot and do everything <laughs> that we can do. We were just kind of, it was all pretty organic. Um, the podcast we've been doing, we were talking about like doing before that. And we had the TNSW Tonight, the talk show that we released, like developed before that as well. So it kind of just worked out, I guess, well in that regard. That's very fair. The um, the podcast has kind of taken off. Uh, what a Great Punk is the podcast where yourself and Jamie kind of host and chat to um, a number of, I, I want to say like half of them are good good friends of yours. Um, mm. Another half are, are bands that you've just kind of either toured with or some I think just been set up with in a way. Um, how do you find being on that other end of, I guess like media cycles for, for albums and everything are one thing, but yeah, how do you feel being on that other end of having to chat to, to bands? And um, I really enjoy it. I think, like you said, most of the time with that podcast, we kind of try and keep it very conversational. It's kind of, I guess, slightly different to this one in a way. It's like less of an interview more of like uh, 
just conversational. Like we will talk to bands like and not even talk about music, you know, like it's sort of, um, it started out with just friends. And like you said, we branched out into a few other, I guess, acts that um, maybe get pitched to us or that we encounter that might be interesting to our audience or that we think we'll have a fun chat with. Um, but yeah, I like it. It's good. Sometimes we'll delve into some interviewee kind of stuff, but it's generally just interesting conversation for us. So yeah, I don't mind it. It is. Um, I found that you guys do kind of find that perfect line between being able to kind of interview them or discuss whatever is going on with them professionally, but still, yeah, it is more conversational. Like mm-hmm. uh, the the recent one with Scarlett from San Cisco and talking about, um, I thought it was, it was either you or her who I think made the extremely, like hit the nail on the head when you said that, in terms of Sydney being like, oh, fuck, what was it? Sydney was Rip Curl, Melbourne was, um, <laughs> and when you said that yeah. Adelaide was Fox, it was like, oh, I feel yeah, very yeah. seen. Adelaide feels seen. That's right. Well, I, yeah, I think I said, um, we were saying that well, Sydney was Mambo, maybe, and right. Melbourne was, uh, what was Melbourne? I can't remember. Um, but we were saying, I said Adelaide was Hot Tuna. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> then Scarlett said it was actually Fox, and it's true. It's they're both true. Both are very true, hundred percent. Yeah. When you, um, I guess, in terms of prep for what a great punk, do you guys, do you and mm. Jamie, I guess, first, like, how much will you look into the background of an artist? Not even for an interview, but just to kind of get a sense of what they're like. Um, it really depends on whether I'm frightened of having things to talk about on <laughs> so sometimes there'll be bands or like artists that we chat to that I just I don't know a lot about musically um, but I know it's going to be a fun conversation just regardless and I won't do any prep but then there's some where I'm a bit more nervous I don't want to get caught out so I'll do a bit of research and have a few notes but yeah it, it varies from um, from time to time. Like tomorrow we've got um, Ruben from um, Peking Ducks coming on and like I've we've met a bunch of times, sort of mutual followers on Instagram, this kind of stuff. Um, I'm not going to do any research for that. I'm just going <laughs> to jump on and I don't know heaps about Peking Duck besides that they're very successful. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I just, yeah. No, no need to for that one. Yeah, no, I'm very, uh, very excited to hear the results of of that chat. And um, mm. well, he actually did me a favor. Oh yeah, sorry, he did me a favor. He texted me today and said, "Um, said this is by the way, this is my new EP for my side project that we just put out." And I was like, "Thank you, I appreciate that." <laughs> uh, um, was it yoga? I don't know what the band's called. Um, I've got it in my Spotify stick. Yeah, Yoga. It's really good. You're only great always too. Yeah. Is the EP sent me. Oh, it was awesome. You've had some big names on there as well, like Adrian Grenier from um, people would know from Entourage or from oh, Clickbait. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Roger from The Cure. Is there anyone that you guys kind of have? Is there a bucket list for What A Great Punk? Um, I don't think so, no. Um there isn't no that they they just they came out you know 
by chance of Jamie sort of acting in clickbait with um, Jamie, my co-host, with um, Adrian. So kind of became friends and just asked him on and he said yes. So that one I did do. Jamie and I had a chat before that one just to talk about a bit of a game plan. Um, yeah. Roger came about from The Cure because we he's a friend of ours and we've known him over the years from him being in our mockumentary series and stuff. And, um, yeah, in terms of I want to get Daniel Johns on. That's, the, that's my big one actually. Have you been listening to um, the new pod, his new podcast? Um. I actually haven't yet, but I am a huge fan and it's crazy that I haven't. I haven't seen the new episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm yet or listened to <laughs> or listened to the Daniel Johns podcast. So I'm letting myself down a bit there, but I know that I will definitely listen to both in full very soon. Have you? No, I'm kind of wanting to, um, I know it seems silly, but from all the reviews that I've heard and how good it's meant to be, I kind of want to save it to, to like binge all at once. I think that's what I'm doing too. Yeah. 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 With Curb and the DJ pod. It's a, it's a smarter way to do it, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. The band, as you just mentioned, has a mockumentary series as well, um, which I want to touch on a little bit later. But, yeah, first and foremost, mm-hmm. you guys are a band, you do play music. Um, and mm-hmm. by the time that this episode comes out, uh, it would have been announced a few weeks ago, but you guys um, signed with Damaged, which is an indie uh, Melbourne label recently. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. In doing prep for today, I kind of went back and watched the mockumentary and I think one of the episodes that I watched was the um, which one was it? Yourself and Jamie talking about like, you know, we don't want to be signed. Like that's like coming to the party <laughs> yeah. like this. And then the news was announced yeah. the next morning. So um, <laughs> I guess what, <laughs> what made you guys decide to go with, uh, with damage and how that come about? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the thing about the mockumentary is that is there's definitely a lot of truth in it, but it's also very, everything is very exaggerated. So um, we make a lot of outlandish claims like wanting to be DIY to the death and all this kind of stuff in there. But I think those characters deep down really actually desperately want to be signed and don't want to be DIY to the <laughs> death. But um, for us, we've been sort of in terms of our music career for the band aspect of these New South Wales, we've done everything independently up until now. Um. So we've sort of funded and released everything ourselves um, and that's been great. There's cool to have like that sort of control and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, damage to kind of friends with ours. So it's a record label run by Clowns, the guys from Clowns, the Melbourne, uh, I guess, punk band. Um, And we've spent a bit of time with them over the years. Like we did an Australian tour with them back in 2000. 18, I want to say, with um, it was DZ Death Rays, Clowns, and us on and Boat Show on the bill. And um, we kind of got to know them quite well then, since then. And then 
I've just been sort of friends over the years and they're kind of similar to us in the fact that they are kind of DIY to the death too. Like they have their own booking label, their own record label. They like, you know, on the road, they're just sort of basically self-managed. And um, I think signing with them is still very DIY and like grassroots operation as far as we're concerned. It's like not signing with a major, not that there's anything wrong with that. I just don't think that would make sense for these New South Wales. And we just thought working with them would contribute to the music that we're about to release. So we thought, you know, they really focus on the community and like physical, which is cool. So like selling vinyls and packaging them for the fans was like really cool. Um like collector's item kind of things, which we, we're really into. So, um, yeah, I think it came about just from them saying, hey, do you want to release music through us? And us thinking that actually could be pretty good. The vinyl that you guys are selling through them, um, I'm pretty sure has already sold out within like a few days, which is just wild. Yeah, no, it's 50% sold out, but that's quite a – that's, you know, there's that's pretty good – Beyond our expectations, yeah, it's cool. We, I think, yeah, it's just that's a that's something. So that was our first album, and we made a hundred of those when we first released when when that first came out, and they sold pretty quickly because we you were on tour at the time, and um, I think you know that was two thousand seventeen, and I think, and um, I guess there's been a lot of new fans to the band in those four or five years, so um, I think there was quite a few people that wanted to get their hands on that and have been asking us to re-release it for a while. So it was cool that they were down to do that. It, um, how often do you find people finding you through, I guess, because there are so many different avenues to the band, how many people do you find mm. are like approaching you through your music or kind of come up to you and like, I found you through the mockumentary and then found your music and then, you know, mm. Um, it's a really good question and it's such a mix. It's, it's really interesting. Like, yeah, we'll get people at shows saying, I found you through your mockumentary. Like I saw you on YouTube and I didn't know if it was real or fake and I (laughs) had to come down or there's other people that like heard us on the radio and then discovered the whole rest of the universe online through kind of digging a bit deeper and then, I was on the tram, like even just like heaps of stuff. Like I was on a, it's, it's funny, like I was on the tram once and these people were like, came up to me and said, asked me if I was from these New South Wales and said yes. And they were like, I discovered you from the podcast interview you did talking about the TV show like a while back from this like podcast that we love in the States called Yeah But Still. And it's just like, there's so, like you said, there is so many avenues and it's, um, It is an interesting part of it. It's never the same. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I just, I honestly think you guys have, um, and whether, I know you said like it wasn't just like a reaction to the pandemic that they were obviously in the works, but mm. the way that you guys have set up these New South Wales, like as a brand almost, I think has been quite smart because you are, you're covering the podcast, like the mockumentary music vinyl. Um, I went to grab the vinyl and it's not where I put it. So I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Do you have the first one? I don't. I was, I've got this one. Oh yeah. Sick. So I've got that one. And um, Very good. I like that. If they're still there on payday next week, I'll be getting one of the, uh, one of those pink ones for the first album. Nice. With everything that you guys kind of have going and having all these plates spinning in the air at once, how do you find time to, um, I know we discussed earlier that the band practice was earlier this week, but how do you guys kind of manage the balance of music and the pod and possible future acting or, um, yeah, mm. visual endeavours? Um, I think we just... Do it's it usually works out like when we're you know filming the show we're not touring and you know when we're making we're like right now we're focusing on recording or writing for our album so we're not you know we kind of just I guess you just juggle you kind of prioritize one to the center and then the others kind of sit in the sides but you need to kind of be working on everything at once still too so it is a lot at once like. Jamie and I meet up weekly to write the new season of the series and then we're also like band practicing another night or two a week to like songwrite and stuff and then the podcast as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it's okay. Look, the answer is it's everything all at once <laughs> now that I think yeah. about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's been kind of like we'll release a series and then an album and then we kind of rotate those things. I think next time around we might try and do drop both at the same time if we can make that work but yeah that would be very cool I think um, I think a lot of fans you guys do seem to have very loyal fans and um, and very enthusiastic mm. fans as well for the band yeah I think um, what you were saying about like there being a lot of avenues is kind of really organically built like a kind of community around the fans so like not just like in terms of interacting with us, but like with each other. So the podcast has sort of helped with that. And then Jamie's on Twitch a couple of nights a week too. And they're really interactive and like, um, uh, like regular platforms for the fans. So it's, it's, there's a lot like you're, you're touching them like regularly with that stuff and they can interact. So there's like now this discord channel like which is basically a discord server with it's just essentially if people don't know what that is that's like a it's like a modern 
version of like what forums used to be online. So it's like a chat room where people get together and chat and it's like basically just TNSW fans that are all met and started this and it's really cool and sort of we're in there and they're just chatting with each other and they've got channels with like playlists and everyone's posting photos of their dogs and cats and all this kind of (laughs) stuff. And it's, yeah, it's really built into this like awesome, really um, beautiful community. That's very cool. I feel like um, when you guys are doing TNSW tonight, like in the, the, when it was live and um, people were commenting in the chat, Mm. there was like a lot of, there's a lot of camaraderie and there was a lot of people Maybe not giving Luke shit, but just like kind of ribbing Luke while yeah. you guys were on stage. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of yeah. It's that's where it, that's was kind of the beginning of this new wave of like the community where it's sort of very interactive and people. There's a lot of in jokes that are like either created by the show or like or by the fans, and they're always so funny. Like just those comments <laughs> and um. Yeah, that's definitely where it started. That's very, very cool. Um, the the band itself, it is, oh, it is a, like a self-professed, uh, self, what's the word? Self-proclaimed, I'm going to go with, self-proclaimed punk Good, band. I'm glad I said nothing yet. Okay. <laughs> um, previously, over the years, like uh, I know that yourself and actually all the members, yourself, uh, Jamie, Will and Frank and Luke um, at a different stage all kind of came from a different realm of, of music. What brought upon the formation of, of the Wales? Oh, um, yeah, like you said, we were all essentially playing in other bands at the time we started these New South Wales. Um, Luke and I were... A, in I know Leopard, like starting I know Leopard at the time. Um, Jamie and Will were in another band and um, this was, yeah, I guess before Frank, but Frank was in a band also at the time, just he kind of joined when Luke left. But, um, yeah, we were, I think, just hanging around and Luke, Will, Jamie and I decided to start these New South Wales as sort of um, an outlet to have a band without any rules or um, that wasn't taking itself seriously. So we were kind of at the time trying to play the game a bit and, you know, write song like, you know, when you're at band practice or songwriting or recording, thinking about things like um, if the radio were like this part or like what do you do with, you know, songwriting and creating things with a bit of pressure and expectations and, um I guess sort of playing to the rules a little bit and we we thought we'd start these New South Wales just as an exercise of freedom and like um, not having to do that. And so the only rule was that like there were no shitty ideas and you would just say yes to like everything in terms of creativity. Yeah. So I think things came out really organically from there. Like we never said we'd start a punk band, but like those were the sorts of songs that came out because it's sort of, just, I don't know, fits with that sort of ethos a little, like pretty well. And then, you know, we would we could play terrible shows and with no one there and it wouldn't matter because that was part of the fun. <laughs> and 
um, it just kind of built from that. And I think those first sort of three or to five years of the band before anyone really knew or cared about it was so fun. And it still is a really fun project because of how it all started. But yeah, basically just started as we say joke band, but yeah, it was kind of just a band that we didn't have any expectations over. Have you found that with, um, cause it isn't a joke band as, as we've discussed, you guys are touring, putting out mm. records, you, um, mm. like legitimately a punk band with mm-hmm. then having a mockumentary come out after that, did you find that there was like a bit of a, not stigma, but like something that you guys kind of had to push to be like, no, 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 like that aside, we are a legit band. Yeah. Yeah. I think we still do. It's people are, people have always been confused and fair. Like that's fair enough. Like it was a like we had joke songs at the start, like, um, and you know, we, we, we would just play with an excessive amount of strobe lights and like, shirts off and gaffer tape on the, over our nipples and um, just have like a lot of fun and enjoy like the performance, almost performance art aspect of like playing, which I think people liked when they saw it or at least were intrigued by. It wasn't just like watching like a terrible punk band, at least there was like some other aspects to it. Um, So it was kind of a novelty or joke kind of ex- band or experience to start with and then yeah, we kind of funneled that creativity and humour or like tongue-in-cheek humour into like the mockumentary and like more into the mockumentary series when we made that and less into the music. And so it kind of developed into a band where we like make music now that we genuinely like and are proud of and that people like not because it's stupid Um and then we make the mockumentary, which is the satire. So it has changed, like you said, but people are still confused, definitely. And <laughs> I think a lot of people in the music industry are often confused. Um, like even close friends of ours, like Johan from IOU, like st- still, I don't reckon, gets it. <laughs> We're like really good friends. Um it's it's just like, yeah, it's sort of our fault a little, but also like half the fun. I, well, yeah, I kind of feel that you guys can use it to your advantage in terms of um, I saw you guys play, I think, uh, the Cranker maybe two years ago or so. When was that? Mm-hmm. 2019? Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good show. And I feel like there was a few people in the crowd who were kind of expecting like, you know, like the tape on the nipples and the Mm. strobes and everything like that. And so I feel like you can play into it as much as you want or use it to kind of just, well, to fuck with people essentially. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. We can. And yeah, I really enjoy that aspect, like the blurring of the lines. It's, It's always sort of, been something that's part of everything we've done um it's really rewarding when people will watch the mockumentary or tnsw tonight and not in and not know if it's real or fake or you know (laughs) scripted or anything like that and 
like we get a lot of satisfaction out of that because that's kind of what we try to do with those things. Um, I, yeah, I just think um, some people don't struggle to get it, which is fine. As, as long as they're getting some enjoyment out of it, regardless whether it's the show, the pod, the music. Yeah, then exactly. You're good, yeah. Uh, the band is um, getting back to a live setting on December 3rd at Stay Gold in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. How, um, I guess, after the world's longest lockdown, how excited are you guys to kind of get back out there and, and play a proper show? Yeah, uh, we cannot wait. It'll be Really fun. I think um, we had a similar thing this time last year, playing after not being able to play all year. And, yeah, it was, it was great. It's good to be able to, like, just get into the studio and rehearse the songs. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to doing some interstate shows and touring a bit next year and just doing all the normal things again. Just sort of the the, band, the actual band <laughs> things. <laughs> um, it's really funny though because it's sort of because there's shows back on. Literally everyone's playing at the moment, so it's actually really hard to put a lineup together <laughs> in terms of having other acts on the bill. Like everyone is booked or playing or playing near that time and it's a really sort of in like something we haven't really experienced before where it's just everyone's playing at once so I thought that was pretty interesting I have heard that where yeah as you said because everyone's been inside it's literally just everyone's fighting for these dates to to get back out there which makes it impossible well yeah so the dates it's hard to get a date through to like a good part of next year in terms of booking a venue. But then, yeah, it's hard to fill the the lineup with artists because you don't want to cannibalize your own shows by playing too many around the same time. And there's literally like that many shows going on that there's almost not enough bands to (laughs) play. (laughs) It's an odd problem that I never, ever really thought that we'd have, but it's, um, as you said, Mm. it's uncharted territory. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Todd, usually we would um, ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that um, you're either on record player or streaming service, what you're currently really enjoying? Uh, Yeah. um, I'm just, as you're saying this, I'm clicking into my Spotify, but I... um, I am a big Turnstile fan and I think their third album, which came out a few weeks back, is amazing. Um, I've also been listening to a Melbourne act called Big Yawn. Um, They've got a new record called Pressure Acts out. And, um, yeah, I think they're probably two that spring to mind. That's pretty good. Where do you um, get your, when it comes to like your local bands, Mm -hmm. um, previously I would have imagined it would have been seeing them at gigs, but in the last 18 Mm -hmm. months, how do you find like your new music through these different uh, times? It's a good question. Um, I haven't really been finding a lot. 
It's honestly, usually for me, it's friends sending me stuff or that kind of thing. Like a um, friend of mine, Jordan, sent me this band from, I think that, oh, they're from the, the States. I can't, I'm not sure where. They're called Soul Blind. Um, they're kind of, it's like a mix. It's sort of Deftones meets like Frog, frog Stomp era Silverchair meets um, Smashing Pumpkins kind of like sort of nostalgic sounding rock but like new. It's really cool. Um, but, yeah, I only discovered shit like that because like he found it and sent it to me. Um, yeah. Spice actually I like too, which is we had Ross um, from Ceremony on the pod our pod recently and he's got another band called Spice and I just randomly checked that out because I saw that there was another band and that album's actually really good as well. But, um, yeah, I think at the moment it's just friends and, you know, like in our Discord people are throwing around things they're listening to and I guess it's that. It's sort of finding out what your mate's listening to or just trying to at least get one or two recommendations here or there. Yeah, that's very cool. I imagine the Discord would have... um especially if they're there for you guys, so they'd have some quality recommendations that are adjacent to what you're enjoying anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I found out the new Limp Biscuit album was out. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Fred. Um, Actually really Fred, good. Um, no, you go. On. I was just going to say, can we, can we try and get um, Fred Durst on what a great punk by the end of the year? <laughs> Yeah, that could be cool. What, sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> Mine was definitely less important. Oh, my, um, I was going to say um, some of the guys um, from Adelaide band um, Raccoon City, uh, sort of in the in our the Discord and um, listeners of the pod, and um, I love their album. So that's kind of yeah. It, that was an interesting way of discovering one of my newest fav- favourite albums through, I guess, members of the Discord community and fans of the podcast kind of sharing their own stuff. And, yeah, it's, that's that's really cool. It's definitely – I will give the um, the Discord a bit of a plug in the show notes and make sure there's a link to that as well as um, all of your other stuff, including the, uh, the December 3rd show and the vinyl, if it's still available at this point. Um, Todd, thank you very much Mm -hmm. for coming on the pod today. I do appreciate it. Oh, pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. It's a great chat. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Todd Andrews for his time. What a Great Punk has new episodes each week and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to follow their podcast, watch their mockumentary, stream their music or buy tickets to their Melbourne show. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.